This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm good, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. It's, um, October. Rocktober! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> or, or Nostalgia Ween is some other um, sites that we're familiar with, like yeah, to call it. That's right. So, speaking of nostalgia, what are you going to be nostalgic about tonight? Oh, tonight's like, I'm doing about, like, the only comic that I've actually gone, made the effort to actually buy my current, it's like, in like in the present day, and that's um trying like a you know, co- like you know when you talk about comics, like used to be like the only thing I got I I read on a daily basis was the um comics in newspapers, and we had lots of great stuff. It's like in the eighty in the eighties and even into the nineties with the likes of of Bloom County on the far side, Calvin and Hobbes, and by God, it's like you know, I also loved like you know, loved me some Gar some Garfield. It's like and Spider Man daily strips as well. You know, when it came down, came time to just, you know, hey, you know, what stuff do I want to own? It's like, as an adult, I realized, hey, you know, when IEW announced that, hey, they're adding um, Bloom County to the, uh, to their um, Library of American Comics, I thought, fuck yeah, that's what I want, what I, what I want to my library. And so I've got all five volumes of the series, because Bloom, Bloom County, well, it's, you know, on one hand, it's hard to overstate. You know how influent how um, influential it was. You know, in it's like in the eighties. I mean, it started out as kind of just a quirky story of like you know a small town, small town American life with um, with a kid Milo Bloom like living with his with his grandpa and grandma in a boarding house, and like you know just had the and the uh, eccentric eccentric people that would come to visit them so often. It's like and it, it got to start after um, its creator, um, Berkeley breathed. Um, did had some um, really popular um, series in the uh, it's like in his college newspaper called the Academia Waltz, and so the syndicates realized, hey, you know this guy's pretty talented. Let's give him a shot, at, shot at the big time. And you know it's like Bloom County was just you know all right. You know for the first volume, it's like there was some there's like some quirk, there's some fun. It's like you know and it, it just, you know pokes pokes on the standard like a newspaper format, but then. Like as um you get to um the subsequent volumes, things start to get really weird, really outlandish, with um both the advent of um of Opus, the um innocent um penguin who's just kind of like the straight man to all the uh, craziness that starts cropping up, you know, with like with um Bloom County's um increasingly liberal stance in the ultra conservative eighties. It's like it's like and also like you know Bill the Cat, who is also the like, you know the anti Garfield in the sense that he uh, breathed just came up with the uh, most disgusting um a cat um like um cat character he could for the, for the newspapers and it turned out hey you know it's like people wanted you know this really crazy thing to see more of this thing who all all he did was just you know go ack fart and also just you know smoke a lot of dope off panel it's like and uh and get into um take you know anti-american activities by selling like by um by um, selling secrets to the Soviets, proclaiming his love for communism. It's like, and all sorts of um, drug running antics over the years as well. But the series, but the series was like, going, like just broke a lot of, broke a lot of ground in the sense that it was just willing to show, just go up, go against the grain in terms of the, um, the, the conservative times of the eighties, just to point out that, you know, how, like how ridiculous all the, uh, all the, uh, conser- conservative um like points points of view it's like and the agenda was and the craziest thing was that the conservatives loved him for it i mean apparently like i mean um like i um, breathe got um lots of 
Burpin got got calls from got call from Reagan telling him how he, how he enjoyed the comic. One of um, Reagan's um, chief of staff, Casper Weinberger, got lo- name checked a lot in the series, and apparently uh, he even asked um, if he could buy one of the strips as well. It's crazy to think that you know, hey, in this time when the, the conservatives were just like you know, like they were just like you know, the spirit of the times. They um had someone who was just like completely um like like ripping on them on a regular basis, and they loved him for it. It's crazy. I mean, like you look at today, and it's kind of like you know you can't imagine that kind of um, camaraderie or you know good naturedness. It's like in this political climate, uh, it's kind of kind of disappointing, really. And um, there are a lot of like and um like with as far as the um the five um full collections of Bloom County go, the first one is easily the roughest because you know it's breathed you know finding his finding his voice like and eventually and I'm um, like interesting the characters that would eventually become mainstays in the uh it's like in in the comic itself and it's like it's you know it's kind of it's rough it's like but at the same time like once you get to the end you realize hey you know he's getting into a stride and like once you get get to volume two it's like yeah he just kind of starts hit like hit like i'm um, firing on all cylinders and it's great and it's great from there all five volumes are are th- are um 40 bucks each you can probably find them for less at amazon or other like respectable outlets, but there are a lot of um, great stories in in there, and like even like there though there are um, some bits that keep coming um, back and forth, like like the Eternal Optimist, um, Blinkley, um, like ribbing his dad, like like they like there's still this like this wonderful spirit of anarchy that um, that permeates the entire entire series. I mean, like there's just like stuff you would just not expect to see in in comics, either in terms of just like of content, like when um. Like in the later, in the last volume, when he introduces his, uh, he does his um, arc about um, cat swip scalp tonic, which um, cures male pattern baldness, but is a clear metaphor for the America's for America's war on drugs and how it's like completely pointless. It's like, and um, and then also the artistic experimentation of the, uh, it's like of the Sunday strips, which you know, hey, you, yeah, you've got like eight panels to work with now, but hey, who says they have to be the same same size? Who says they have to be um, like with these state experiences? Why can't you just go straight into full-on psychedelia? It's like it's, it's like it's really fun, really. It's like really cool. It's like and you know like that this whole anarchist um, nonconformist spirit um, really informed a lot of um, web comics as well. Um, God knows that um, I'm woefully out of touch on um, most web comics these days. I only regularly read um, something positive and. Um, the order of the stick these days, but stuff that I used to read, um, it's like sluggy freelance and, um, PVP definitely, um, had obviously had a clear, clearly influenced by, um, by the spirit of Bloom County. I mean, even at one point, um, like, like, um, like, uh, Scott Kurtz of PVP had, um, their resident, um, the resident nerd hacker, um, Francis meet up with, um, Bloom County's, um, resident hacker, um, Oliver, Oliver Wendell Holmes, who, it's like to um get some get some cool hacking software. It's like it's a nice nod to saying like, hey, this is this is where I come from, yo. It's like that's terrible, but um, it's also worth noting that um that Oliver himself is also that kind of a very unique character in the sense that he is a he was very unique character in the um in like in the American Comics panel, like in the sense that he's a black and b a huge nerd as well because he was. Because I mean, he was he was the hacker. He was the scientist. He was the one who was um, pushing like a lot of the um, crazy tech stuff in the series, including the whole um, cat swip scalp scalp tonic bit. It's great. It's great fun. And um, 
I you know, like even though the series like you know is certainly dated in parts, and um, there is like some useful um, commentary in the uh, volumes, both from Breathed, like talking about how talking about you know like this is what I was thinking at this time, and no, and he there are a few times where he has to affirm that no, I wasn't high while I was doing this, even though I was like you know smoking a lot of dope at the time, and there are also some straight um you know straight up you know editorial um like references in the sense that you know. The editors realize <laughs> they're not going. People who didn't live through the '80s aren't going to get this. But still, it's like it's. I think the series like you know holds up and is a and um, if it is a cultural artifact, it is a very useful cultural art- artifact and very entertaining one as well. But the whole reason I uh, decided to do a uh, podcast on Bloom County was the fact that you know after 25 years, well, more or less because. After um, Breathed um, pulled the stunt where he basically um, demanded ownership of his strip from the syndicate and um, got it, drew the strip for another few months, and then um, called it quits and started another strip, Outland, um, which continued on through 96. And um, then came back for what was supposed to be a victory lap with um, Opus, and that didn't quite turn out as well as anyone was hoping. But... um, but he decided he eventually um, brought Bloom County to the web as and as a series of web comics starting in 2015. And IDW um, published the uh, first collection of this, um, Bloom County episode episode 11, A New Hope, which you know it it picks up on a lot of the, th- the threads from the uh, series, both like a big love of, big love of Star Wars, big um, love of ripping on politics and other and other current events. There's there's some fun. There's some fun stuff here from like being from Upas, um, react. Um, it's like you know embracing his love of Atticus Finch in the um, you know in in the wake of you know po- go set of watch go set of Watchmen and revealing that Finch was a racist. Um, depends on how how well you want to take that retcon and reveal the real um of conservative um lunkhead um Steve Dallas as Darth Six Darth Sith sexy pants. It's like it's you know it's like. As far as um, returns to the well go, this one is not bad, really. It's like you know, there is a it does capture a lot of the fun, fun anarchist spirit of the original strips. The problem I have with it is that well, while um, you know, Breathed was like you know committed to doing like you know six strips a week plus a Sunday. Um, he's doing he's down to doing like you know four strips a week plus a Sunday, at least judging by the. Uh, that way, these strips are, strips are presented here. So, and while that allows for like you know some, you know a lot of leeway in terms of content, he seems to have developed a certain amount of um, ADD. It's like in the sense that you know like he will um you know like get get going on a certain um it's like on, on a certain um, topic, and then just jump off to something else. It's like after after a certain point. So you kind of wish that you know that he had, or I guess he'd been forced. To um you know put these things out on on the same kind of daily basis, but you know even then even even then he was acknowledging that the uh, the daily grind of a comic strip was um, wearing on him by the end of the end of Bloom County's run in '89. So it's like I can't so like I can't wish he had a bit more he'd have a bit more discipline to, to um follow through on certain on certain storylines that that come up in the in the new uh, it's like it's like in the new collection that you know hey like. Like he, he just he he's he, he's kind of yeah he's amusing us he's amusing himself here and I guess you know that's 
that's really all that matters. I mean, he talks about in the in the opening um, preamble about how you know he he had found reason of joy in making these new strips, and um, and saying you know hey, he's like I'm not going to begrudge him his joy, but um, you know, I guess it's Charles returns to the well go. Like I said, it could have been a whole lot worse. There's still there's still a certain amount of magic um, that's captured here, but I guess if anybody's expecting like you know a uh, return to form on the level of say um, Mad Max Fury Road to um, set an example of something that was uh, left dormant for like you know well over 25 years, and then this creator said to come back to it and show that hey he had not only not lost a step but could do the um, do the do this kind of thing a lot better than any of his contemporaries. Well, you may want to adjust your expectations there. Those of you looking for um, for more good times with Opus, it's like and it's like and his friends and support like everyone from Bloom County, you'll find some good times here. But you know, it's like I guess as you say, it's not an essential read. It's like if you grew up on if you grew up worshiping at the altar of Bloom County, if you just want to get the. Uh, Five five hardcover volumes from IDW. That's that you could probably just do that and be done with it. I would have liked to have talked more about Outland for this podcast, but apparently um, it is out of print according to Amazon. And if you want to get a volume, get the, vo- the collected edition of that, you it will run you some eighty bucks or so. But you can still buy them um, Opus at less than cover price, which you know probably tells you all you need to know about that right there. So. But yeah, it's like I like I like Bloom County. It's def- and um, after um, reading reading it, like I do I did feel the urge to um, go out and buy um, the collected um, the Far Side um, from from Gary Larson because that's 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 a great stuff as well. Though I understand that um, John, your your thing is Calvin and Hobbes. Am I correct? Indeed, <laughs> I do. I have the entire collected works of Calvin and Hobbes, um, which. Uh... Um, I didn't get when it was first published, but, um, it took me about three years to wind up finally picking it up. But, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, hey, um, you know, there's nothing like a boy and his tiger. Okay. <laughs> and snow goons. And snow goons. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it brought, you know, a totally different meaning to the word, you know, snowman. <laughs> it's just, uh, absolutely, you know, and, um, you know, I literally, I almost cried when I read the last, because this is a time when, you know, of course, like you were mentioning earlier, where you had, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, reading comics in your newspaper was, you know, you'd always seek out those strips, right? Um, you know, and that was one of the ones that I would seek out. Yeah, sure. when, re- when reading uh, comics in the newspapers was kind of like, you know, you had to do it, as opposed to, oh, well, I'm at the end, of, I'm at the last page of the calendar section, so I might as well just read the comics too. Oh no, it was not an accidental read for me. It was a, it was a sought out read for me. So, in fact, I might have um, just read the comics mostly out of the papers back then. So, because um, that was probably the more important section. <laughs> Yeah, these days it's kind of just like a, a vestigial bit. It, it is. It is. Um, you know, and m- there are many. Um, you know, uh, just on the whole thing. Uh, uh, one comic that I used to uh, enjoy reading um, when it was published in the papers was Boondocks, and uh, you know, and people 
may not have understood that um, uh, that it was actual, you know, it was that before it was a cartoon um, or an animation, if you will, um, on Adult Swim. But mm. it was actually, uh, and and he dealt with some, you know, some really interesting subjects. You know, he would, you know, and uh, uh, I don't know if, and I, I remember I first read it, I was like, my gosh, this is brilliant. You know, this is great. You know, um, uh, tackling some issues that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, he went there. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow. Um, so yeah, yeah, the catches though. That it seems that in retrospect, he may have like been doing the uh, the strip, if only to like you know get to uh to do the to get the um the leverage you needed to do the tv series um yeah didn't get that impression when i read the strips before but i think that you know it's like hey here's a great way to cash in on it Cha-ching. so um you know and uh, and i enjoyed watching the animation as well you know um uh it was it, it was good but um it yeah i kind of missed some of the charm of the strip so uh that's that's my little commentary on that um, but, uh, you know, Calvin and Hobbes is nothing but charm. And uh, and one of the things that um, you find out about him is that he never licensed uh, anything you see out there that is a Calvin and Hobbes sticker. I mean, there's one time where Windows, oh, vinyl window stickers God. were like... And, like, you still see people with these things, and they're all over the place. None of those are licensed. None of those are officially uh, licensed. He never, yeah, it's like, I ever respect- did. It's not like Snoopy, okay? You know, and I, and don't get me wrong, Peanuts was really one of the first comic strip books I I devoured. I mean, I I remember reading the old volumes like from the very very beginning when you know in a form of Charlie Brown, most people wouldn't even recognize. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, you know, hey, I respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I don't respect. I understand why Watterson didn't want to merchandise Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes, Mm -hmm. but you know, the end result of his decision not to do that was, Hey, you have Calvin pissing off the back of every, um, everything, everyone. Yeah. And I I get that. And he had a very, um, and, and, you know, he had a very, uh, a specific uncompromising, uncompromising way. So he would, and one of the things that, and I don't know if this was a documentary I saw or, or a book I read. Um, however, um, uh, I remember where he would talk about, like, you know, or uh, he didn't, you know, when you read his Sunday comics, they were not, you know, most of the time, uh, he would go out of bounds, as it were. And and I believe that um, he got flack for that, not from readers, readers loved that, but from the syndicate. They were just like, <laughs> nah, you're going out, you're, you put a big dinosaur that's covered through two-thirds of the of the Sunday comic page, what are you doing? And it's it was brilliant. I loved his style. Um, you know, literally breaking the boundaries of, of, of you know, of your, of your panels and, uh, you know, and, and it was great, you know, I, I enjoyed that. It was, it was different and refreshing to see, you know. Mm-hmm. And these days, well, like I said, comics and um, this is kind of a vestigial thing. It's something they keep doing because you know they've done it for years, and um, they're going to keep doing um, along with um, like the newspaper slow death march to the mm-hmm. point where hey, you know, it's like once like once all their once all their um, readers convert over to digital, like, you know, that'll be the end of it. However, its its successor is not a bad successor at all because newspaper and print media has really really 
I mean, honestly, it's died. Um, there have been magazines that have died, um, and uh, they've gone online. And there have been newspapers that have gone online. You know, that have um, that have. You know, they they. You know, literally, they're just smaller now. And and you know, they understand that everyone's reading things online. But the successor to these are the web comics, which you have mm-hmm. covered on this podcast before. You know, and yeah, and you know, everything from uh, Penny Arcade, which you know, it, you know, is great reading all these other little comics that you. you you know that, um, you know, and and I think that that's you know I think that that's you know the the that's the grandchildren. You know, if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for these original comics that were printed, you know, in these you know in the three and four panel style, for you wouldn't see the web comics the way they are. Nope. And like listen, boom, and to bring it all back to the beginning, it was Bloom County that broke a lot of ground with showing you just how crazy you could be. It's like with this, um, it's like with the form. It's like and uh, hey, that you just didn't have to do do the do the uh, same old um, like mom and pop gags. You could just be as crazy as you wanted. It's like and um, you could like it could not only um win a uh, win an audience of millions, but even a Pulitzer as well. Exactly. So um, with that, um, is there? Do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? <sighs> oh, it's like. Jeez, let's see. It's like, this is going up on the nineteenth, and um, well, hey, you know, maybe um, next time I'll be talking about Doctor Strange, but well, let's 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 pencil that pencil the good Doctor in for now. All right, <laughs> and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. All right, later. Later.